0: Hello, Maggie? Oh, my God, Maggie. Maggie. I hate you. Please help me. Ah. Oh, help me, Maggie, please. I'm desperate. The parenting world is full of advice. Some of it's good, some of it not so good. So who do you trust? I'm Maggie Dent, and they call me the queen of common sense when it comes to parenting. And in these special Help Me Maggie episodes on parental as anything, you get to ask me the sticky, tricky parenting questions you're dying to get the answers to. And today is one that I hear a lot. People can be extremely judgmental about it and parents can get very anxious about it. It's bringing up an only child. And we need to remember that sometimes this is a choice However, sometimes it's not in the hands of parents who would desperately love to have one more child. So please be careful when you judge another parent that they, what are you doing? And isn't it cruel just to only have one child that you might not know the backstory of that family? Hey, Maggie. We have an only child, an eight-year-old boy, How can I raise an only child who's happy and well-adjusted and goes against those stereotypes of being spoilt or lonely or too adult? Thanks, Maggie. Oh, so here's some really good news for everyone out there who's a onesie parent, and that is that that is absolutely a myth that they are more spoilt or they're more lonely or they're too adult. So in other words, that there's a problem raising a solo child. Isn't that great news? Yep, what the research shows, it's not statistically significant. Indeed, probably birth order would have more of an influence than just having one child. So to my onesie mum who sent me this beautiful message, I need to reassure you that the fact that you have been mindful of lots of playdates, you have an extended family with cousins. Cousins are amazingly good. And you've also had him through early childhood. That means that he has got this great grounding with other kids that's been happening with not necessarily you even noticing it. So your worry about him being able to read the room, not being too bossy and dominating. I need you to drop that because by the sound of it, your little boy is going to be absolutely fine. However, one of the concerns that you have is (laughs) how do you avoid spoiling your child? And if you can work that out completely, you might be able to let us all know because that's a natural tendency for us as parents is to give our kids everything we can. One of the things I know about that, and you sound such a sensible mama, is that we just know that there are some things that our kids need to know they can't have. And that there are boundaries that are right and wrong and that we need to be putting the same things in place that every other parent is trying to do for their children in order to work out how to be a sensible, caring, responsible human one day. So spoiling, I don't think, is as big a problem. One of the concerns that I think you're expressing is um, can they be too adult and grown up? And I've found that that's more of an issue of the temperament of a child and the influence of the significant grown ups around. And I think, to be honest with what we're hearing at the moment of today's teens moving into the workforce, one of the things they're losing because of our digital world and an absence of a lot of time around dining tables is their capacity for conversation and to act grown up. Indeed, some of the ones getting their first jobs as 18 and 19 year olds are turning up late and thinking that's acceptable. So being able to encourage them to be more mature and sensible is not going to be a negative in my view. And another thing to keep in mind because your boy is eight is that puberty is going to start soon. And we actually know that the age of eight, there is some big stuff happening really deep down in the hormonal system that can make them a little more fragile. You may have already noticed that. But what happens in this journey is that they are biologically wired to push their parents back so that they can become an independent, separate human being on their own. And that can be a little bit scary for you because you don't even know it's going to happen. And he's an only child, so you're going to have a little bit more of a concern around, oh, what's happening here? So my suggestion to you is start preparing who are the significant adult allies or what I call lighthouse figures who are going to be who he goes to and leans on if he has to pull completely away from you, which we never quite know whether they are or not. So it's really important. I talk about a boy tribe, a tribe of grown-ups who know them well before puberty because boys aren't as good at talking about big stuff, but they often go and find those people and just hang out with them. So be mindful that adolescence might create a little bit more of a challenge and it's going to be doubly hard for you and his dad to let him go because you only have an only child, but it is going to be the greatest gift you can give him when he finally steps off that bridge and becomes a man. If you're listening and thinking, oh, this is me, we have a great companion episode worth listening to. It's called How to Help Your Child Make Friends. It's full of tips on what you can do as a parent to help your kids navigate the often tricky and unpredictable world of friendships. Friendships feeds that system of identity, of self, and, and who we are in this amazing world and how we relate to people and how people see us. So really those early social interactions are our templates for the rest of life and essentially the most important thing in childhood. You can find it in the Parental As Anything podcast feed. And if you have a question for me, I'd love to hear it. All you have to do is record it on a voice recording app on your phone and then email it to me along with your name and mobile number to parentalasanything at abc.net.au. And until then, keep breathing. You really have got this.